This episode of the podcast is brought to you by 95 Adventures Coffee. That's right. We have a coffee brand that supports the podcast. A portion of the stuff. We, so we pay a little bit extra for our beans, but it's something that we believe in because it supports farmers and families doing this full time in their countries, not just part-time and having to go get other jobs. Also, another portion of that goes towards replenishing the habitat. So the natural environment, natural trees and soil and wildlife so that everything comes together and is is just right. It's the way it should be. So that's what we believe in and that's kind of why we picked the beans that we picked that go in our two blends. We can get away and summit view. Those are also things that we believe in, traveling and enjoying and seeing the world. So imagine waking up on the side of a mountain and having a nice cup of coffee in the cool air, or you're at the beach and you're listening to the waves roll in, watching the sunrise and and just enjoying a nice cup of coffee. If coffee's your thing, check us out, give us a shot. We can get away and summit view. You can hit us up on the website and place an order, 95adventures.com or Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, send us a message and we will get that order straight out to you. Okay. Enough of that. My guest today is Dr. Joel Richards. He is the creator and founder of Doc Healthcare. And I came across him on Instagram following the hashtag. It popped up and I was like, what's this? And then as I read more, I go, what a great idea. They're old fashioned house calls with everything that's modern about going to the doctor. They kind of mixed both the worlds together. There's a lot of doctors on his, I guess, staff, you want to say, or work for him or do their thing where they, they go make house calls. They come to your place of business and they do all types of family, regular physician healthcare, right? If you need stitches, if you've hurt yourself, if you're feeling sick, if you need your regular checkup, pediatricians, you name it. They've got everything that you need. It's just a great idea and it started for a great reason. So please, I won't do any more. Joel explains it way better than me. He'll definitely be on again, but please enjoy my guest, Dr. Joel Richards. There we go. Joel, thanks for being on, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I love doing this. Yeah. Um. So I, like I was telling you earlier, I came across your page on Instagram following the hashtags randomly um, of in my area and then clicked on it and saw what you guys do. And it's, it's pretty off. Like from what it seems like just reading that it's really awesome, especially nowadays, like with what everything that's going on. So why don't you explain a little bit about uh, what it is you guys do? Yeah. So, you know, basically in a nutshell, we kind of brought back the, the old school home visits, uh, home, you know, we kind of do visits at your house, but we added some technology to it. So basically you need a doctor, you get on the website, schedule a visit and we show up. Um, but we also do things like primary care. So, you know, we get a lot of, Hey, can you just be my doctor? And I'm like, yeah, sure. We can do that too. So, um, it's kind of like, we come to you, we come to your work, we come to your house, dorm, uh, workplace, office, you name it. We've been there. Um, and that's kind of makes it more convenient. Um, and a little bit uh, easier to access. How did you guys start all this? Like, where, where did the idea come from? You know, man, that's a good question. So I, I you know, I, so I'm a family medicine physician by trade. Uh, all I did really was ER since I got out for about nine years. And while I was doing ER, you know, some things would kind of rub you the wrong way. Some of the, you know, it'd be expensive for some people and, and, and some people you couldn't treat and, um, and nothing you can really control is just the way the system is set up. So I'd always thought, you know, I should just, you know, say, hey, you need a doctor, I'll come over to your house. Uh, you know, because a lot of the stuff you would see in the ER really wasn't emergence, to be honest. Um, 
So I had a, an idea, and, and it shift work too, by the way. So you know, I would do a couple 24-hour shifts here and there, then I would have several days off. Um, so on my days off, I, you know, I thought about maybe doing some free visits for the elderly or our veterans or something like that. Um, that never, I just never had time to get that going. And when I would mention that to people, they say, man, that's a good idea. You should do it for everybody. Um, I said, hey, you know, that's not a bad idea. So I'd always thought about doing something like that. Uh, and then two of the places I worked at went bankrupt, just mismanaged, over greed. And I was like, you know what? Forget this. You know, um, I'm, it's either now or never. I'm not getting any younger. So let's try and see how it works out. And that was about three years ago. And then like, so is there, are, is there a lot of people that do these local like house calls as doctors? And then you hired a bunch of people. It looks like, like you get people on your team now. Right. Yeah. So when I started, obviously it was just me. Um, and I would take anybody, any time of the day, any day of the week, I would take anybody, right? Um, you, any problem you had, I would go see it. Uh, so luckily, I've got some good people around me now. I've got a pediatrician. We have another full-time physician. I've got several nurse practitioners. Uh, we've even expanded into a couple areas, Waco, and heading into the uh, Woodland soon also. Um, but no, there really isn't. Now, there's some home health care companies um, that have been around for a while. They're more uh, Medicare driven so usually more for uh elderly and, and people who just need home health care specifically um they don't really provide uh you know pediatric care uh stitches and things like that that we can do um but as far as doing what we do uh you know i haven't been able to find too many people i think there's a, there's a couple companies in the country out on the west coast i think that do it but that's about it so you guys do stitches and stuff like to like if you get hurt in super Super, but like you get cut, you need stitches, you just give you guys a call? Yeah, yeah, I've done stitches at construction sites. I've set up tables behind restaurants. Uh, I've done it on uh, dining room tables before. Uh, <laughs> That's I've awesome. It. Yeah, it's great. I love, you know, it's right up, uh, it's great. You know, I think um, most ER doctors would tell you that, you know, that their job is trying to make do with what you got kind of. So, you know, I kind of had that mentality like, hey, I'll figure this out, you know. Um, and when I first started, people would say, well, how, how much can you really do at the house? And you know, even my, myself was, you know, can I really do all this? But then the more you do it, you're like, hey, I can do anything. You know, I, I can stitch that up. What's the difference? You know, open, sit down, let me take care of it. You know, I can splint that up or do this procedure, get that out of your ear or whatever, you know. Uh, you really, you can do anything. Is it, do you accept insurance or is it straight cash basis? Great question. No, it's, we just accept, uh, we don't file with insurance ourselves. Um, but what we do is we can get patients just a, an invoice that they can submit to their insurance company. Uh, and then they can get it applied towards their deductible, however they want to do it. And, and we do that all the time. So, wow. Um, so man, that's crazy that you work with them. Cause I, I've heard just, it's either yes or no. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about with insurance. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's what I've, you know, I've learned so much of this as, as I've, so much about medicine, you know, once you get out of this system um, and, and take a look at things, you really see how many problems there are, you know, just getting out of that system, I'm able to do strep tests at your house or on your dining room table, a flu test on your kitchen table. You know, I don't have a half a lab certification that you would have to have if you took insurance and took government insurance because they want to regulate and make sure you're, you have up to date with all this stuff. So I can do that stuff. You know, if I wanted to, if I see an elderly or a veteran or, or, uh, you know, 
a mom who's got three jobs and eight, four kids and, and, and is struggling, I'd say, look, this one's for free. Don't worry about that. You can't do that when you're in the system because you can't charge any less than you charge for Medicare. So getting out of the system, it gives you a lot more freedom uh, to really run a, run a business like you want to run it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm super impressed with this because you hear this talked about all the time, but nobody actually does anything. I never see any action towards any of it. And this is like somebody doing some good, like putting it in there, like doing something that was needed. And you started three years ago and you've ramped up and now you have all these doctors. And it seems like now with everybody shut down and then what is it? The, um, what do they call it? Procedures? The non-emergency procedures. Why did I have right. yeah, yeah. a brain yeah. fart? But, um, but you can't go in, like, you're not supposed to go in the hospital for any of that stuff unless you have a emergency or whatever. So you guys will come over during this pandemic, if you want to call it and see right. people and visit them. And I think you even said that you test for COVID. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting how things play out. You know, this really, uh, was right up our alley, to be honest, because, you know, people didn't want to go out and for a little while couldn't go out. Right. So no big deal for us. You know, we, we went out and, and went to go see them like we always do. Um, so it was not too much of a change for us. Um, yeah, we, we did, uh, we still do COVID testing and, you know, it, it's kind of died off some as it has everywhere. Um, but yeah, we were cranking them out for a while. I mean, we, it was, it was, it was, it was busy, a lot of COVID testing for a little while. Um, but yeah, it, it worked out, it works right into what we do into our model, just being able to go to somebody so they don't have to get out. They don't have to take the kids out. We can go to them and they don't have to go anywhere. So it, it really works in our model well. And the, the fact that you do pediatric too, that's something like, I hate, my mom is an RN. She still is. She yeah. still has adolescence and everything. Um, and she like, so she worked in the ER as well, both her and my grandpa. So I've been around it like kind of my whole life or my younger years anyway. And then my mom, right. I can't like at no point, I will not go into the hospital unless I like absolutely have to. There's no way I'm going in. Like I do Sounds like, like a nurse's kid for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, like even seeing the doctor, I'm like, ah, just patch me back. You know, right. just if, is it emergent? Do I really need to go? You know, I probably should go more than the way I think I need to go, but right. That's just my mentality. So, but if I could have somebody come over to the house or meet me or whatever, instead of going to a right. doctor's office and wait forever yeah. to get seen just for a regular checkup, you guys do that too? Yeah, yeah. We do annual checkups. We do women's health. We do kids physically. You name it. We do it. That's awesome. Yeah. That is you know, crazy cool. It's funny. You, you mentioned that. You know, that's, I get a lot of that too. I get, uh, you know, the husband whose wife, finally pinned him down and said, you have no excuse. You, you don't have to go anywhere. He's coming here. And they're like, dang it, you caught me, you know? So I, I get a lot of those too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Every cut that I've had stitches, I mean, we just stereo strip it back together. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, it would have to be, I almost chopped my finger off and my grandpa just like, yeah, I can put it back. I'm like, okay, cool. You know? And then <laughs> I'm, staples. Yes. Yeah. I'm just like, put it back in the game. Like, I don't, I don't, this is annoying. I don't want to have to go in and get all the stuff. And then I'm, then they'll say, well, you got to go get your tetanus shots that time again. I actually asked my mom one time, like, like how bad is it if you get tetanus? <laughs> and then she told me like, well, you just, you can get locked on dying. And I'm like, I go get the shot. That's right. That's right. <laughs> How many people does that happen to mom? Really? 
Come on. <laughs> well, I just had to ask her. That's she knows me so well. That's all. That's the way she answered me. Like, I mean, you can get locked on, die. My God. Okay, then I'll go get the shot. That's funny. She's right. <laughs> but um, so obviously, you said the testing has slowed down. Do you think people are less concerned? Um, That's a great question. You know, I, I think um, you, you know the rates have gone down, at least locally and, and across the nation. The rates have have gone down, um, and we can attribute that to whatever we want. But the rates have gone down, so there's less. Um, excitement or fervor or panic almost to, to go find, you know what I'm saying? It's not, uh, you know, it kind of is a vicious cycle. It builds on itself. You know, our rates go up, people worry, they get sniffles and drainage and then they want to get tested and then there's more cases and then people get worried more, you know, so it, it kind of builds on itself. So now that it's kind of settling down, people are starting to, you know, starting to settle down some as well. Isn't that like, the, isn't that the way like most viruses, things like this work where, I mean, there's going to be, if you tested for every virus, wouldn't it be like where you have this surge? It's just this one, this one's so weird and has the media's attention as well. So that combination of the okay. two things blows it up where it plays on people's fear a little bit. And then, I mean, it, where it, I'm not the guy who says it's not real, you know, and all that stuff. That's not what I'm, I'm saying that the reaction to it and people like they, it plays on their fear. And then once it stays around long enough, and this is just my theory, obviously, in opinion, once it stays around long enough, it almost becomes normalized that it's there. You're like, oh, I'm not as worried about it because it's going on. I've known somebody that's had it. I know somebody's, you know, friends, friends that had it, and they turned out fine. So, okay, well, I'm, I'm less worried about it now. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, I mean, we could have a whole other show probably on COVID. It's its, its own animal. Uh I mean, I, I hope whenever this is done that I never hear the word COVID again. In my life. <laughs> Me too. I'm right with you, dude. I'm right I, with you. I don't ever want to hear it again, ever. Maybe That's... read it in a book when I'm 90 or something. <laughs> You're like, you, you live through the history. Like, yeah, I lived through that time. Let's, let's yeah, move yeah. on to something else. Let's not talk about it. Don't say that word to me. <laughs> well, okay. So what can people do outside, like, all, all of that fear stuff aside, like everybody's scared, leave their house. Uh, people still yell at each other, I guess, if, you, if you're on Twitter. I don't know. I'm not around all that stuff. But right. um, I'm, a, I'm very big on like just boosting the immune system anyway. My mom, although an RN, she was actually like a bit, she's a big like earth healthy person. Like yeah. more than I am for sure. I'm like, man, eh, that's a little bit iffy on that one, mom. I don't know if that's going to work. Right. Uh, but boosting your immune system is like a real you know that's a real deal that's the best protection i have because i'm right. a guy that's not going to ever be crazy fearful of anything like that i'm going to be like well i mean if i go out i go out i'm just going to live my right. life and have fun you know or you know right. as safe as i can but also i know you can't live in a bubble that's not the way right. viruses work so sure. what can people do on a regular basis for everything this is not just this virus this is yeah. like everything on a daily basis to improve their immune system and help them from, keep from getting sick and fight things off? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think um, at the crux of that is it's not an overnight thing, number one. You can't wake up like, ooh, I need to boost my immune system. What do I need to do? You know, it doesn't really work like that. I, I think taking care of yourself over time is the best thing. So, um, you know, 
staying in shape, staying healthy, eating well, regular exercise, you know, the stuff you've heard about forever, all that stuff helps. Um, so when things come up, you're, you're, you're as ready as you can be as opposed to waking up one day saying, Ooh, I need to get my immune system going. You know, it doesn't really work like that. Um, so that, that's number one is it's a, it's an everyday thing. Um, not just an every once in a while thing. Um, secondly, you know, um, vitamin C really vitamin C and zinc, especially for COVID has been shown, you know, of all the information out there, uh, good or bad, that definitely has been pretty tried and true this whole time. You know, vitamin C and zinc has helped. I mean, vitamin C, you know, your grandmother probably told you, Hey, you need to take your vitamin C every day, you know? So, and then there's some, there's some, she's right. You know, so, uh, definitely that will help. Um, but nothing beats taking care of yourself every day. You know, don't smoke. Um, obviously don't do drugs, eat healthy. That doesn't mean you, you know, eat salad every day, but you know, don't eat ice cream for every meal. You know, when you, you eat that stuff, you know, make it the, the exception as opposed to the rule. Um, really take care of yourself, regular exercise, good sleep, you know, things like that. Um, washing your hands. I mean, number one, washing your hands. I mean, um, that's been around before COVID, during COVID and hopefully after COVID. I mean, wash your hands. That is the number one way, period, to prevent illness is washing your hands. <clears throat> really? So washing hands, number one. I mean, I think just, you know, Joe Blow out there, what can I do? Are you washing your hands? No? Okay, that's number one. It's the easiest. It's the least expensive. It takes no time. Um, that's, the, I mean, it, it's, it's simple and it works. It's tried and true for hundreds of years. Um, so, yeah, it works that well. I want to say, and maybe you know the exact number. I'm going to mess it up because I read the number. I thought it was an awesome stat. But they were saying like before when doctors would see patients do surgeries, et cetera, and not wash their hands, the deaths once they figured out and started washing their hands, like how far it went down. Like the, oh, it's, yeah. a crazy, it's a crazy chart. If you ever look up that number, I don't know if you know it or not, but it's if, if for anybody listening, that it's insane. Like that's the proof where you right. go it's kind of hard to deny that. <laughs> yes, yes. No, you're totally, I've seen that. I don't know what the number is, but I've seen it too. And we learned about that, you know, in school. And you're right. It's, it's tried and true and it never fails. Um, so yeah, that, that's the easiest, again, the, the least expensive, the, the least harmful to you. You know, it's like some supplement you're buying off the shelf. I mean, that doesn't hurt you to wash your hands. Um, so it, it's the easiest and, 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 and and the best thing to do. And what's the difference between that and just using the hand sanitizer? Yeah, great question. So, you know, hand sanitizer is not bad either. Um, you know, in the, in the doctor world, hand sanitizer can, can substitute for washing your hands in certain instances. Um, now, if you've got like mud on your hands, like you've been working outside or, you know, something obviously visible on your hands, you need to wash them with soap and water, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but if you've done that several times a day and it's just in between, you know, just going from here to there, sanitizer is fine. Um, but, you know, at least wash your hands several times a day, sanitizer in between, that kind of thing. Um, that's usually the rule. And what, what is the, like, so I've heard a lot on vitamin D. And I'm, I love, like, so I love sunshine. And whenever I was little, my mom would say, go out, like, if I wasn't feeling good or I'm trying to get over being sick, she would really like take me outside and I would hang out with her in the sunshine. And I, 
almost instantly like that later on that day would feel better. Yeah. It was almost, I don't know if that's placebo. I don't know if it's right. getting me out of my bed outside or whatever it is, but, and I love the outdoors, so I don't mind, right. you know, but I mean, I'm hearing all these stats and I mean, I'm walking during the, the real big heavy time. I'm walking without my shirt on around the block, you know, right. like I'm the weirdo, like what's that guy doing? Um, <laughs> Like I'm just walking and soaking up vitamin D, man. That's right. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it. But what's so? What's the benefit of the vitamin D? Um, and is it different between just soaking up sunshine and supplementing? And how is like? Should you get tested to see what your levels are in the first place? And do you guys do that sort of stuff? And yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, definitely we can do it. We can do any tests under the sun, to be honest. But you know, I, I'm I'm kind of a hands off type of doctor. You know, I, I'm not big on medicines. You know best medicine is none at all, right? We don't want to have to take medicine if we don't need to, um, or even do testing or imaging if we don't need to. You know, vitamin D, uh, it's been, you know, put on this pedestal and taken off multiple times throughout history. Like, it is the key, the, the you know, it is the, the golden vitamin we've been looking for, you know, the, but then, it, then we'll get some study that said, oh, really, it's not, you know, never mind. And then, Five, six years later, oh, no, it is. Vitamin D is back. It's, it's the winter, you know. Um, so I don't know where we are in that, in, in that cycle right now. Um, it's definitely important. Um, you're right. We're meant to be outside, at least some. You know, we're not meant to live in, you know, in a hole in the ground, right? So we're meant to be outside. Sunshine is the best way to get vitamin D. Your body is better than anything else you're going to take, right? Um, some people have problems with that, and, and that's a small uh, percentage and they would need some vitamin D supplementation as you get older um, you don't get out as much um, you know you you lose uh, you lose some vitamin D um, and definitely it's been shown to help especially with bone strength um, even stability uh, decreased falls all kinds of studies on that that has shown benefit but as far as like you a young healthy guy you should not need vitamin D um, to be honest, at least vitamin D supplementation. You should be fine getting outside and you should be good to go. And just soak up as much sun. Does sunblock, does the sunblock block that you, the vitamin D from getting in there? Cause, and I, and this is just my, from listening to podcasts and like doing a research, vitamin D actually turned into a hormone, right? Yeah. It, you know, the sun actually doesn't makes a reaction and turns it into vitamin D. It, it turns it into a, a uh, a more effective or uh, uh, better vitamin D that, that can, can work in your body. Um, so no, the sunblock would, would be okay. Sunblock's fine. So, cause my dad cakes the stuff on like, right. <laughs> lather, like he lathers himself up and I've always wondered, does that block the vitamin D? I don't know. Like I, I'm not sure about it. So yeah, I think, I mean, there's, di there's, there's different extremes of sunblock too, right? There's like the guy, you know, your dad, like you mentioned, um, who, you know, head to toe lathers up every couple minutes, right? Um, there may be some, depending on, on, on the barriers that are used, I mean, there could be some, some, uh, some barriers to your vitamin D formation with that. But as far as just normal sunblock, no, you have to worry about it. That's pretty cool. It's been the sun that long. It, it should be okay. That's cool information because I don't know that anybody's ever, nobody's really ever explained it, whether does this, the UV, does it block it, does it not? So you're saying like, for the most part, <clears throat> you're probably going to soak up enough vitamin D to get your levels up and to a good state, even with sunblock on. 
Yeah, usually, especially if it's just normal plain old Jane sunblock. Now, again, if you're the guy that puts the barriers on and, <laughs> and all that, then you know, it may be, you know, it may not be as effective. But yeah, if you're out in the sun enough where you need sunblock and you're outside, you're doing okay. Um, you know, the, the sunblock is good. You need to wear that. that. That helps with, you know, skin cancer that we found out, things like that. So definitely use that. But as far as making vitamin D and, and, and making that reaction that the sunlight does to turn that vitamin D into a more usable form, it should be fine. Uh-huh. Now, how about kids in school, which is a gigantic topic, topic yeah. right now. Um, like to give parents a lot of like info because people will get scared about their kids and fearful and all that stuff. I mean, rightfully so. I'm not, I'm not blaming their fear because it's coming from a place like they don't know and they're scared and they don't want to let their kids go out and do stuff. But what can, like how dangerous or how at risk are the kids that you've seen? And then how can you prepare them if you want to send them back to school to get socialization and all that other good stuff that, you know, kind of get back to a normal life. How, how can they help their kids as far as, like boosting their systems and you know, thinking of them when you ship them off to school to be around people. Oh man, that's a good, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, you know, definitely that is a sensitive subject these days, kids <laughs> and going to school and all that, you know, get a tread yeah. lightly. Um, I think, um, I think you hit the nail on the head, you know, there's just not a lot of, in this whole time, there's not been a lot of information or not a lot of good information out there. Um, so, you know, even on the healthcare side, to be honest, when this first started, it wasn't a lot of information for us either. You know, we were kind of just, Hey, let's figure out this as we go. This is what we've done in the past. Let's do it this way. You know, so it's the same for everybody. There's just not a lot of information out there. As far as kids, I think, um, some of the things we talked about, um, as far as immunity, you know, vitamin C has shown to help. Um, you know, so any like daily kids vitamins is going to have vitamin C in it. Um, you know, just maintaining good sleep habits, you know, staying healthy, uh, just their normal stuff that they would do eating healthy will help really. Um, as far as specific things you can do when they're going to school or if they go to school, um, that's a tough one because, you know, kids, especially if you're talking little kids, you know, like, kindergarten, first grades, I mean, them keeping a mask on will probably be comical, right? It'll be interesting to see how that works out. I feel so bad for the teachers, right? So realistically, um, I don't see that being a huge uh, way to prevent anything, to be honest. Um, But, uh, you know, I think if they can wear it some, that will help some. And I think the schools are you know, I think to the best of their ability, they're going to try to keep people spaced out. And, and there's going to be less people in school probably this year. So the classrooms won't be as big. Um, and, and it's going to be, you know, I, I tell my kids, I've got kids that go to school. I'm like, look, you're, you're going to have to be flexible, you know, because I guarantee you how it looks the first day of school is not how it's going to look the last day of school. You know, it's going to be totally different and it's going to change multiple times throughout this year. Um, and, and as parents, you got to like, look, it's, there's, this is brand new ground. No one knows, you know, so you can't get too upset because no one knows. I mean, you just do your best and that's all you can do. Um, you know, if things are going to change. You're like, Hey, we're have to do it this way for a little while. Okay. Let's do it this way for a little while. So, um, you know, all you can do is, 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 is get the information you have, um, 
and make a decision that you think is best for your kids and then go with it. Um, Do you think, so in kids, I know in adults, but everything's different. You hear they soak up vitamin D faster, everything runs faster. Obviously metabolisms go different yeah. rates. Um, right. You can just see that by what they can eat and drink and it doesn't really, you know, right. affect them right there that you can see. It does affect them a little bit, but not the same way. Do you think like exercise is going to benefit the kids the same exact way as it would an adult in the same situation? That's, I mean, theoretically, yes, but most kids, you don't have to worry about exercise, right? I mean, uh, they, you know, whatever, go do laps around, you know, they don't have to worry about it. As adults, you get more sedentary as you get older. So you have to say, hey, I need to get up and do something where kids usually don't have that problem. Um, I mean, it has become a, a little bit more problem for kids these days than it has, you know, hundred years ago, but in general, kids usually don't have a problem um, being active and, 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 and moving around as a, compared to adults. But yeah, it, it, would, it, would, it would benefit them as much as anybody else, but they usually just don't have a problem. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I'm kind of with you and it's like, it's one of those weird things where it's, nobody knows. So what do you do? And it's gonna be different. Like, it, I was laughing about it the other day because before all this happened, if your kid didn't go to school so many days during this, you know, you were in trouble and the cops oh, yeah. would visit you. And now it's like, well, if you want to stay home, you can. Yeah. You better not come to school if you get the runny <laughs> nose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just That's funny true. how it turned. And I thought one of the, one of the, I always look at like the bright side of, and the good that comes out of things. Nice. Like we are flexible and we change these things up uh, on the fly with this thing. And all of a sudden they're realizing, well, more people can actually work from home yeah. than they have been. And so there's less overhead and buildings and businesses. And they're really, they're getting production out of people being at home. They're getting the same things done. And right. this person's happier because they're at home with their family a little more. Right. So but also with the kids in their school, you realize how little time it takes to get all the schoolwork done and they can do it from home. And so... Right. Now they've all of a sudden got more time as a family. If that's their choice, like if they're motivated yeah. and they're disciplined to stay home, we're realizing as a society, like, oh, that's not so weird to be homeschooled. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree. And you can get the benefit of doing both. Like in that sense, this is what's cool about it to me. And I don't, I don't mean to go off on a total tangent, but sure. it's like, you can now be, because I was homeschooled and I had to get all these little special exemption type things and go to the school and, you know, do tests and stuff to be able to play sports for the high school. Yeah. There was a long process, if I could even get into that, like they had to vote it in and all this stuff. So if now you could technically be homeschooled and play basketball, football with your team, yeah. like... You know, you can, and you don't have to worry about it because you're part of that school. It's kind of a cool blend of the whole yeah. system. I agree. It'll be interesting to see how much of this stuff sticks um, when it, when it, when, when it kind of gets back to whatever the normal is going to be. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what sticks is the staying at home work stuff stick around it. It might, especially if it saves people money, it saves businesses money. You know, will, will the school thing stick where you have options? Um, you know, there's nothing wrong. It's always good to have options, right? Uh, so it'll be interesting to see see how much of this sticks around. Well, it's like you guys are the doctors. I mean, that it's yeah. so it's awesome. Like now you have options. Like you don't have to go to the emergency room. You don't have to go over here. You can have right. an old fashioned, but like, like I love tattoos, obviously, and I get neo traditional. It's like a modern twist on the old tattoos, right? The old style. Like it's just freshened up. That's 
That's what the house calls are now. You're not just coming over there with like some Sloan's liniment and rubbing it on the top of them and saying, oh, I hope you hope you get better. That's right. That's right. You know, it's like you get all the stuff that we have in the modern thing with the house calls. The functional medicine, I heard somebody talking on there. Do you do much of that yourself? Is that part of like your whole thing and your whole group? Or do you have specific doctors that do specific things like that? Yeah, we've got a specific doctor who does that, Dr. Suarez. She's awesome. She's certified in functional medicine. You have to take a course to do that. Um, now she's a family medicine doctor as well, but she got certified in functional medicine. She's fantastic. My wife sees her, has seen her for a long time. Um, she's great. I mean, they're really, they're really in-depth visits. I'm talking about hour and a half, an hour sometimes of her sitting down and going over everything, you know, all your history, your nutrition, your medical problems, any medicines, anything, surgeries, everything, and then kind of formulating a specific plan that's personal to you, um, getting some specific labs that, that will help formulate a decision and then, then go from there. Hey, you know, let's, let's try these supplements or some of these things that we can use that's specific for you. The next person is going to look totally different. You know, they may have a different set of labs she orders. Uh, in fact, they will. Um, you know, no one's the same. And they'll have some different, a different plan for that person. So it's much more individualized and personalized and, and really in-depth. But she, she's awesome. I mean, she's much more popular than I am, for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, this is fascinating to me all the way around because I think with something like your thing, if it grows in popularity, we'll start to get more doctors into the preventative side of things rather than the reactionary side of things, which is what doctors technically are anyway, reactionary. But if you can, people trust you, like you're a doctor, you went to school to help people. They've been told to trust you. If you're sick, you go see the doctor, they fix you like, Oh, I can trust this person to help me out. So if you, something you say about health, like when you're telling people to take vitamin C, um, exercise, eat a little better. That's all super important stuff coming from somebody that they respect the opinion of. Right. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I mean, I think she's, that's a great functional medicine really is a great, uh, it's been a great addition to our, our, our business. Um, I tried for a long time to get her, uh, to come join me. And I, I finally think she just got tired of me bugging her. So uh, she's been great. I think it's, um, it, it, you know, initially it was a lot of women who used it, but to be honest, now there's a lot of guys doing it, gentlemen, and it's beneficial for everybody. Um, even just sometimes to get to know about yourself, like, oh, maybe that's why, that's, that's why this happens to me. You know, um, just even some of those things that have been around for a long time, you know, I'm always tired, but I don't think it's a big deal. Even things like that helps with that. <clears throat> That's awesome, man. And you mentioned something earlier about sleep, even when we were talking about the kids, but yeah. overall and everybody, like sleep patterns, uh, when you don't have structure, can kind of wax. They yeah. can kind of go wacky um, with some people. I didn't sleep for a long time. I'm better now. I'm still not great. Uh, yeah. Because, you, you know, you form habits and you just get, right. you do exactly. things and you're like, it's hard to break those I spent three years going to, you know, waking up at 3.30 and going to bed at like 11, yeah. 11.30. And like, I can function just fine. And then, you know, meet my wife, we get married and she's like, she calls it irony because like whenever I don't get that amount of sleep, I can function, yeah. I can make decisions, I can still perform and do things. 
just not at a hundred percent. Like I definitely right. drop and the further that goes, I drop lower. And I, right. once she got me to start sleeping better, I actually feel a huge difference in my cognitive ability right. and just everything that's going on around me. So um, you mentioned that earlier. Do you do anything like, do you mention that to your patients Do you, like ask them what their sleep sleep is like and suggest getting more? Yeah, I, I think sleep is really overrated. I mean, excuse me, it's, it's, it's underappreciated, I'll put it that way. Um, it's really important and overlooked. So I do ask people, and that's a common complaint, hey, I'm not sleeping well. And usually there's a root cause, whether it's, uh, especially these times, you know, I've seen so much anxiety, it's just skyrocketed. Um, just do the, everything that's going on. So that affects people's sleep patterns, among other things. Um, you know, that's kind of like the, the, the hidden problem with COVID that didn't, no one talks about is the, the skyrocketing anxiety and depression that just is smoldering on everybody that doesn't get talked about. Even if you don't have COVID, you still have these problems. You're not sleeping. You're not doing well at work. And then you're frustrated, you know, and then you're at home. You can't go anywhere and you get frustrated with, you know, so it's, you know, it's super important. Um, and it's not about, um, you know, not necessarily about uh, um, what time you go to sleep. Um, it's more about habits, like you mentioned, the key word. It's making a habit um, of getting, you know, six, seven, eight hours of sleep a night, every night. Um, you know, now sometimes obviously you're gonna, you have plans and things like that, but overall consistently getting sleep. And if you're not getting sleep, figuring out why, you know, is it anxiety? Is it something we need to talk about to help you get back and get sleep? Because that really does help everything. Like you mentioned, it, it, it can help cognitive ability, help your, your healing. It helps your, you know, everything, immune system, everything can help with sleep. So it's, it's important and overlooked a lot. Yeah, I found out uh, just from doing own research and stuff, that's when the most testosterone as a man like regenerates and everything right. through there when you're sleeping for your, re so muscle recovery, right. everything else, it's like super important just for anything. So if you're athletic and you want to go out and do stuff and you're, you're constantly stressing your body, it's super important to have that sleep so that your yeah. muscles recover so that you can be better or, you know, build muscle, whatever your goal is. Exactly. Like it kind of seems yeah. like, one of those things that's universal and it's so simple. Like it's just like the washing the hands. It's, it's free. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. free. It's so easy. And, and you'll like it. You'll, you'll feel better if you do it, I promise. <laughs> and, and you'll like it. Like it's like, oh, it's almost an instant fix, this one, because you sleep and you immediately get up the next day. You're like, oh, man, I feel better. That's right. Inst instant gratification. Instant gratification, but you got to actually take the time to go sleep. True, true. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, so the pediatrician part, like, do, so you said something about going to work, like you go to people's businesses. Do you go talk to their businesses and go visit them as like a whole team or is it just personal? Like, Hey, I'm, I'm not, you know, I need something done here at work and you go visit them on the job. Like how, how does that system work with what you've got? Yeah, it's, you know, really initially it was just like, Hey, I'm sick, I'm at work, or something happened at work, can you come see me at my office? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll come over there. You know, because you think about it, you know, a lot of doctor's offices are, you know, 7.30 to 5.30, and that's when people work. You know, they're like, how am I supposed to go to the doctor when I'm at work? You know, so it kind of fixes that. Like, hey, come to me. And I'm like, yeah, I'll come out there. You know, so, um, yeah, we, we come see people who are you know, not feeling good or 
um, you know, okay to go to work or just run down or whatever, have a, have a visit at their work. I have got, started going to work and doing more uh, discussions and talks, especially with COVID, uh, you know, trying to talk about some plans we, would, we could put in place for COVID to try to help, uh, you know, lower the risk and, and that kind of thing. Um, so we did do some of that. So yeah, we do, we do a lot with businesses, especially the, uh, you know, the local, you know, uh, small business owners and things like that. That's really cool. That you Like, do you go in and assess their business? Like look what they're doing or do you just go talk to their employees? Like, Hey, these are some healthy habits that you can do. Or do you meet with like the business owners and, and also tell them, Hey, you need to apply these strategies to keep your employees safe. Yeah. You know, a little bit of all really, especially with COVID, um, you know, I would get businesses say, hey, we need to test all 40 of my employees. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what happened? You know, what, tell me why. You're like, well, the uh, UPS guy came in and he was positive. I'm like, well, let's talk of this for a second, you know, because that's going to be like $10,000 to test everybody. You know, how long was he in? Who was he around? Did he have a mask on? And then you end up finding out, hey, we either don't need to test anybody or we need to test one person. You know, um, so you would get a lot of those calls and it, it wasn't their fault that they were just worried, especially when it first comes out, you don't want to be the business that has gave someone COVID, you know, so it, I can understand where they're coming from. They're, they're just worried and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to be that business. So um, it, it did go into that. some say, hey, look, let's spread people out. You know, if they can work from home, get them from home. If there has to be in the office, let's spread them out. So if someone does come in, it's just it's a one or two people and you don't have to test the entire office, you know. Um, so there was some of that as well. What do you do? This book just sprung my mind because I've had this actually asked me at work before and by several people like they're asking me what protocol is and what do you do? And my question to them is, is like, I said, how are you going to quarantine at home? Cause they're worried about their family. I said, how, like, I know me, I can't go anywhere else. Right. If my wife gets it, she can't go anywhere else. Like, right. We certainly can't go to a hotel. We can't set like, there's really no way of us separating. And we live in a, you know, we live in a modest, but nice, you know, nice home for us, but there's nothing like, there's nothing we can do. What are we going to do? Go in a different room. We're still in the same house and somebody's still got to take care of that person so on and so forth. So what, uh, like, is that something that you would stress people do or try to do if they can or what, what kind of precautions do you take if somebody does get it and they're in the same household? You know, and that's, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, I think you have to start looking at time frames. You know, with, with as much information as we have right now, you know, it's kind of based off time. You know, so you look at, you know, it, it usually takes between four and seven days after exposure to catch it. So you start looking at time. Hey, I, I've been around these people for three weeks now and I've been feeling bad for 10 days. Then you know what? It's just hang out at home. I mean, there's no reason to go anywhere. At least in my mind, treat that whole home as one person and y'all stay at the house. But as far as separating rooms and things like that, I don't get worked up over that. Cause I'm look, you've been around them for three weeks. I mean, you live there realistically you've been around them and it's too late to do much about it. Now, if you're coming from out of town, you're like, Hey, I just started feeling bad. I haven't been home yet. I was around a guy two days ago and I hadn't been home yet. You know, then you can start saying, Hey, well, maybe if it's realistic, you could go separate, go live somewhere else or whatever, separate from your home. But 
that's not usually the case. Usually it's someone who's been there and now they're feeling bad and they've been living in the home. So oftentimes I would say, look, let's be honest. Your wife, your kids have been exposed because you've been there for a week. Uh, there's no reason to making this harder than it is. Um, let's just stay at home. Everybody stay home and let's treat everybody like we all got it starting right now um, and quarantine that way. <clears throat> I think that part is real comforting for people to hear. I mean, I know it would be for me if I was nervous about it, but like, I think it's, it's more of a realistic, like comfort saying like, Hey, instead of just panicking, like just treat, I love what you said, just treat that home as one person and just right. all of you quarantine there, this, you know, and make sure that everything is good because I think like a lot of people get worried and nervous about their family as well. Right. And, and it's, that's a really good way of looking at it is just said, Hey, I mean, there's nothing you can do. Do what you can, which is treat it as one person and then, you know, rock and roll after that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, um, that's, cool. the, way I, that's the way I look at it for sure. So you do all, like, so you do hormone testing, you do all sorts of stuff with your visits for people. Are the majority of your clients, like, do they range in age group as far as for you? Or is it more, because I know you mentioned some home health and we all get that picture, you know, when you get, up in age and you need more home care and that sort of thing. But do you find that you're getting a lot more younger people calling you and younger families and, you know, maybe even single people, college kids and so on, like using your services? Yeah, I would say probably if I had to pick our biggest demographic would be young families. Um, if I had to pick one. Now we see college students. I go to dorm rooms. Um, so we see our fair share of college students when, when they're around. Um, and then we even see, you know, I have a group of elderly that sees me, even though we don't take Medicare and stuff like that, that it's just too convenient for them. Um, they're like, I don't care. You know? Uh, and so I do have a group of elderly. So we really, we see a lot, but if I had to pick one that probably would use us the most, it was young families and in particular young moms, because let's be honest, moms make the medical decisions, right? They're, they're the ones that say, little Johnny's sick, we need to go to the doctor or, or Susie's sick, we need to go, we need to go in. They're not feeling well or I'm not feeling well, I need to go in. So um, that's usually, if I had to pick one demographic, that's who it would be. Do you do a bunch of like, uh, do you do any like prenatal stuff or deal with pregnancies and things like that as well? No, we don't do OB. That's, that's one thing we had to kind of draw the line. At least not intentionally. You know, I guess I could, I could deliver a baby if I need to, but I'm not planning on it. I don't look for it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Is that something you're looking at doing in the future down the line? Like getting so like where, I mean, is it even something that's possible? Where, Cause you know, you go in like my wife's pregnant right now. She goes in, right. you know, she's starting to wear, she goes in every week for just a checkup measure the baby because it's getting closer to that time. So is that, is that something you're interested in or something that you're just like, that's not anything that we want to get even put into our lane? Man, that's a good question. I think um, it's definitely doable. Um, it's not, it's not something I've wanted to sit down and tackle, to be honest, but it, it's definitely doable whenever I have time to sit down and figure out how that would look like, you know, it, it, it's all about, you know, there, there's more risk there, right? Um, so you have to it'd be a lot more equipment we would need to use. Um, you would have to have, it's just a higher risk. Um, so we'd have to make sure it was a, a safe environment for, and you have two patients, right? The baby and the mom. So you, you would have to, you would just have to make sure there's less risk. And let's be honest, there's people doing home births all the time. So it's not like that's a crazy idea. 
Um, but those places are set up for that and they have backup when they, if something goes wrong, um, so they have all those protocols in place. I would need to do that. So it's definitely possible, um, but not anything I have plans to sit down and tackle, at least not yet. Anyway. And I guess, I guess yours would be a mix and there is already a, there's already kind of a market, a niche market for those home, like right. the doulas and midwives yeah. that, that they have where they, they do everything from home. You know, I've had two of them on here, the, the ladies from BirthFit, um, who are awesome, but I guess they do that same sort of thing where it's like they make house calls, um, whether it's a home birth or hospital birth, you know, they're there for it. Right. That sort of thing. So I guess I was just asking the question because I thought about it in my head, like, Oh man, I mean, she's going in every week. It'd be cool to right. have somebody just come, you know, a certified doc, like a doctor, doctor with all the equipment, and the same exact checkup. You're like blending the two worlds of midwives and doulas with actual OB. It's possible. It's, it's just sitting down and figuring out to be honest. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha, man. This has been an absolute blast. I like, I love all the information that has flowed through. Like I could sit here and ask you so many questions and go on to so many different things, man. It's just super cool. I think what you're doing is awesome. Like it's really awesome. I hope somebody gets a lot of benefit out of this podcast. Cause I know I did. Um, let everybody know where they can find you, what the best way is to get a hold of you. If they have any sort of like emergencies happen or they just want to try, you know, your system out and have a house call or learn more about your stuff. Yeah, sure. It's uh, the easiest way is just to get on the website and it's just docishere.com. So D-O-C-I-S-H-E-R-E.com or they can call and our phone number is 979-571-1967. Even if it's for questions, because it's a little different, call call us, ask the questions. You can uh, get on the website, schedule a visit, email us, whatever you like. We're, we're big on communication. So you, you have a, you have a question. We'll get right back with you. Awesome, man. Well, thanks Joel. This has been a blast. Uh, I'll put everything in the show notes. I'll blast out your website and stuff like that. And I'll share things that you post because I think what you're doing is awesome. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. This was fun. If you ever need me again, you let me know. Oh, I, believe me, any sort of thing that comes out, any information, you're the first phone call. It's going to be like, hey, call Joel. Do you want to be on here and talk about how we take care of this? Okay, cool. That's right, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Thank you to Joel. We're definitely having him back on. That was fantastic. Go support his business, uh, Doc Healthcare. DocIsHere.com, I guess it is, and the Instagram. And until the next episode, see ya.